Welcome back to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. The 2018 Youth Ministry Symposium, not too far around the corner in studio today to tell to share with us about that. The Reverend Mark Kiesling, Director of Youth Ministry for the office, the LCMS Office of National Mission. Mark, welcome back. Thanks, Andy. Great to be here. And glad to have you here this morning. I know you've been uh, traveling, I was going to say on the road, but you've been in the skies uh, traveling for a number of things for youth ministry, National Youth gathering, all kinds of things. We'll catch up on that here in just a minute. Also in studio today, Juliana Schultz. She's the program manager for Lutheran Young Adult Corps for the LCMS Office of National Mission. Juliana, welcome. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you back in studio. Always fun times when I have you guys in yeah. studio and uh, fellow DCE in studio too. Absolutely. Mm. You feel the shift in the cosmos when more than one DCE <laughs> is in the good. room. I like it's it. It's just so much more fun. <laughs> there, I think there, how many DCEs are there in, uh, up in Office of National Mission now? Oh, just, just in National Mission? Yeah. Two? Three? Three? Three. Uh, and we have three down on, in, in, uh, between KFUO and Office of International okay. Mission. So we're, 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 we're coming. That's right. That's right. Like it. Have it. <laughs> DCEs all over. DCEs, for those who aren't familiar, are directors of Christian education with a long history in lifespan education, youth and family ministry. And uh, so we always joke about the DCEs in the building because we just have some sort of unique character about us. We do. Working youth ministry. Juliana, Lutheran Young Adult Corps. Uh, how's that going this year? It's going really well. A big launch with uh, uh, several cities this year. Yeah. So right now, um, serving, we have 12 young adults who are serving in Boston, St. Louis, New Orleans, and Baton Rouge. Uh, they This group went out in August, and they will serve in those sites all the way through the end of May. So they're coming up on uh, three or four months, kind of uh, getting ready to, to take their first kind of break to go back home mm-hmm. uh, and visit families during the holidays because they're able to do that. Um, and so Because you're nice like that. <laughs> they're they're community partners. The people they serve with are very nice and generous and, um, and allow them. But it sounds like uh, everybody has been um, truly enjoying their time serving and uh, the community partners, the churches and campus ministries and other RSOs that they serve with are really benefiting from their service. And so, um, yeah, we're just really excited uh, to have 12 out and really working hard and already taking applications for the next program year, uh, if you can (laughs) believe it. So um, ready for another set. What are some of the, uh, just briefly, some of the highlights or some of the the stories you've heard from our um, Lutheran Young Adult Corps this year? Yeah, so we've got... um, people doing a variety of different things. So we have um, two young ladies right now in Boston who are working on campus ministry and connecting them with First Lutheran in Boston. Um, And they are um, not only doing programming things, but designing a space within the church that's gonna be an inviting space for college students, since there's so many college students (laughs) in that town, uh, to come and have a place to relax and study uh, that's connected to the church and um, connecting with a team of lay people there to help support those, those college students. So that's exciting to see that start to take off. We have lots of of participants who are serving in after school programs. So hearing their stories of getting to know kids, um, getting to support kids who are maybe um, in under-resourced neighborhoods or in different kinds of broken family systems uh, to be able to be good support for them as they uh, look to achieve academically and for them to be able to share the gospel with those young people has been really amazing. And we have some uh, young adults down working with Camp Restore in New Orleans. And they, um, I just got a picture this morning. Uh, They uh, served a meal for the 
homeless in the Lower Ninth Ward mm. and have connected with some leaders in the Lower Ninth Ward and are really um, investing and thinking about um, what it means to be as a part of that community as just one piece of what they're serving. How are they doing after all of these hurricanes that have come through affecting the, the Gulf? Yeah, it's uh, it's hit everybody in a little bit div- different way. We haven't uh, connected too strongly with that at this point, but uh, we uh, we hope that we'll get to be a, a part of that at some point um, in the recovery process. Well, glad to hear that uh, Lutheran Young Adult Corps is going well this year. Applications being accepted for the coming year. That's exciting. What about uh, the summer 10-week program as well? Applications for that uh, yeah. coming in now? Uh, absolutely. So we had five that served over the course of the summer last summer. We could do twice that many if we got enough applicants. So uh, applying now, uh, it's a really simple application. And if you apply before the end of the year, uh, then we will give kind of a pre-acceptance. We won't be able to give you your placement, but we'll let you know if you will be able to join us next Excellent. year. So. Where do we find the information on Lutheran Young Adult Corps? So you can go to lcms.org backslash Y-A-C-O-R-P-S, Y-A-Core, and mm-hmm. that'll have frequently asked questions, I'll have the application, and I'll have all the information you'll need to know. Very good. We'll try to provide a link with today's uh, archive as well. Yeah. Mark, you've got some exciting stuff going on in youth ministry as well. We we have a new team member, is that right? Absolutely. So we've added associate directors working with gathering program for the LCMS Youth Gathering taking place in 2019. That's Reverend Derek Broughton, as well as Meredith Whitefield has joined our staff. She's our communication specialist and works with Everything from Young Adult Corps to the gathering to other things you're doing within youth ministry. So it's been fun uh, getting them as part of the team and taking the next steps and all the work that we're doing in youth ministry. So a lot of things ahead as we gear towards 2019 and the National Youth Gathering in July up in Minneapolis, but many events between now and then as well as and resources too mm-hmm. that are coming out. So we're really looking forward to that. Yeah, flying in just this morning we're from <laughs> a meeting for the National yeah. Youth Gathering. Things coming along nicely things, for that. Things coming along very well. We're so blessed with uh, a lot of our partners there like our team that's there right now is meeting this morning at Concordia St. Paul. Um, and so connecting with a lot of our LCMS Lutherans and agencies that are there. So it's been really an exciting opportunity to be in that city. And the theme for this gathering in 2019. Yes, uh, we will be learning and gathering around our real present God. Um, and so we'll be focusing on a real present God, looking at the book of Psalms pretty heavily, especially Psalm 46. Um, and so really uh, just walking through God's word with young people and with the adult leaders who come and getting them engaged in God's word. And so looking forward to that that time together for sure. And speaking of young people, those who serve uh, and serve with young people, mm-hmm. uh, particularly in youth ministry, yes. there's a symposium for them just around the corner in January. Now's the time to, to plan for this. Isn't I was looking at my calendar recently. Yes. Like Thanksgiving will be here, Christmas will be here, <laughs> right. and then it's January. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's still summertime, right? All the thi- it does not feel like summertime out there. The all the things that that, that uh, start over in January, and that includes the youth ministry symposium. That this happens every year, right? About every other year. Every other year we do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and a, a fun topic that uh, that really uh, points us to a lot of the work that Juliana has been doing, Correct. working with young adults and. And the, the research that you all have been doing over it's a couple of years now, isn't this? Mm-hmm. It'll survey? be just about a year, a year? Uh, that, from the time that we first had a first set of meetings that talked about uh, wanting to do research be strictly around uh, young adults in the LCMS. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're going to be learning from. Is mm-hmm. that right? Correct. At this? Correct. 
Well, give me, give me a quick rundown of what we're looking at. Who wants to, to tackle that of what we'll be doing at the symposium? Sure, I'll take one part of it. Um, so this goes back a couple of years ago. Uh, former director of youth ministry, Reverend Terry Dittmer, uh, spent some time looking at some of our statistics within the LCMS and just more looking at uh, broad stroke numbers in terms of um, seeing that our infant baptisms were down in congregations, junior confirmation, which again, we're even seeing our research that we've done so far, still pretty much eighth grade. That's kind of the standard mm-hmm. practice within LCMS congregations and seeing kind of just the, the large total sum numbers of those decreasing over the years. Um, and, and in that too, looking at it, we saw also, if you will, a retention rate dropping too in terms of the number that would go from baptism at 13, 14 years onto that to when they would be expecting to go through junior confirmation. And that those that percentage was going down as well. Mm-hmm. Ryan Cornett, who's uh, been on one of your programs before, uh, senior research analyst here at the Synod, took some time um, looking at those numbers and really seeing how retention rate of baptized young people had decreased from really in the 90s, right after World War II, started to decrease with the baby boom era and is now about 50%. So you, we'd hear anecdotally, 50% of our kids who are baptized aren't around by junior confirmation and really the numbers bore that out. So that was one thing that kind of started a little bit of we were seeing this in other research too. Mm-hmm. The other side of it as well is we don't necessarily collect data as terms of we don't ask congregations, how many seniors in high school do you have in your church right now? Whereas other researchers, Barna, others would have that kind of data. And we always wanted to kind of have an opportunity to, to look and see how we compared. And so that was another piece that kind of went into it. So we had some comparison with some other national data. Interesting. And that just, you know, sparks all kinds of questions. Then mm-hmm. when you when you get data like that, what what does this mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, what does this mean for us now? What does this mean for us down the road? What does this mean is happening uh, in our congregations? <laughs> all those. What were the questions that you had, Juliana, as you started hearing those numbers and, and you know, those statistics? Yeah, we had a, a, a really interesting, because we had this data that we had been acquiring for a long time. We had things like the, the Lutheran Youth Fellowship Youth Poll that we had at the gathering. And this past uh, gathering, 2016 gathering, we polled our young adult volunteers um, and talked about the, uh, talked to that subset of groups. And, and often uh, we would get data and we go like, oh, well, I just have more questions. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know more about, uh, about that. And so uh, we really spent some time digging into a lot of the factors that we thought played into those things, um, family uh, commitment to church, family relationship with that young person, uh, their relationship with their pastor and other support systems within their church. Uh, what did the programming look like in their church? What are their um, experiences at school? Did they have a campus ministry? They uh, All of those different components that we thought might play into retention. Um, and we put them together <laughs> in a research package to try and see if we could suss out specifically uh, for us what of those factors really made a difference. So at the symposium coming up uh, January 28th through the 30th here in St. Louis, what are we going to dig into? What are we going to learn and and who's going to help us do that? So we're going to talk through two different pieces of research that we did this past year. So the first one was a piece of congregational research we did. Uh, We asked uh, 1,800 congregations go back in their confirmation rules uh, to uh, tell us where their confirmats from 2004 to 2006 now. 
So (laughs) you confirmed them in the early 2000s. Where are they at now? And we got 200 of those congregations to respond. So we have some data from that that tells us what's happening at the congregational level, at the pastoral level, at the leadership level within the congregation that might play into retention factors going in uh, for our young adults. And then we did a young adult survey was a pretty lengthy survey. <laughs> we could never figure out how to cut things down because again, we were looking at so many different aspects um, of what plays into the faith lives of young adults. Um, we put it out on social media and uh, young adults responded. Uh, we had over 2000 responses to that survey. Um, and about five, well, 450 of them have uh, grew up LCMS, were confirmed, or were connected to the LCMS in some way growing up, but have disconnected from the faith at this point. Um, and that's hard data, but it's important data for us to be able to have. So we'll be able to talk through all all of those different components. So everything from the congregational data to the survey results as a whole to that subset in the survey research that will tell us a little more about that group that's uh, that we're not retaining and what does that tell us? And some about the ones that we are retaining and what does that tell us as well? What do they have in common, those who are who, who are sticking around? What do they have in common, those who have, uh, who have left? What do they have in common? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Were there uh, interesting, as you looked at the results, I know I can't give it all away, you right? You got to come to the symposium, but, <laughs> but what, what really caught your attention most as you were looking through that data? <laughs> okay. So uh, for me, one of the things, especially as somebody who, who works with uh, young adults in leadership roles, particularly in, in, in service roles, you know, one of the things that stuck out to me from our congregational data was that um, only... of congregations indicated they had a leader younger than 32. (laughs) And 32, I'm going to go, not that young. Um, So just congregations not, uh, (laughs) not utilizing young leaders in their church. And the ones that are held a very higher rate of retention for young adults. So that component of we say, well, if you uh, are engaging them in their vocation, if you're engaging them in the church body, um, in leadership and in service, uh, that that does play a role in retention uh, for that young adult into adulthood. So, Interesting. So that was one that stood out, one of many that stood mm-hmm. out to me. Mm-hmm. Mark? I'd say one for me, this was from the congregational data too. Um, <clears throat> kind of like my databases with... Uh, know my names and my addresses and emails <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And the one thing that we saw was that uh, about a third mm-hmm. of congregations responded that when we would ask, okay, so where is this young person now? And a third of the responses was, we don't know. Um, and so it was this matter of what are we as congregations doing to track our young people and keeping them connected and communicating with them, knowing where they're at. And so I think that's maybe some low-hanging fruit that congregations can maybe think about in terms of we got their information. How are we making sure that we are staying in contact with them, the pastors and the support systems around them and their parents to know where they're at in their faith walk, whether they've um, gone off to college, whether they've started their career, whatever it might be, to make sure that they are finding a church home as they have transitioned into new areas of life. And so that was one that stood out to me in the research we saw so far. And we saw a connection to that in the young adult survey mm-hmm. as well. In the young adult survey, young adults had a, a, a fairly low response of saying that my congregation made a deliberate effort to move me through transitions, um, that my that there was ministry that happened in those moments of transition. Um, and, and part of that is just, you know, getting lost in the mix of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Transitions tend to be times where 
we get lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, we our our connection to someone gets lost, or uh, we we tend to be forgotten mm-hmm. in some sense. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, what's going to happen at the uh, the symposium? We're going to dig into the this data and and uh, dig into some questions about what does this mean. Who's going to help us with that? So we have a, a team of researchers that have been helping with this. Ryan mm-hmm. Cornett, again, who works for the LCMS here, is our uh, chief analyst and, and really been just doing an amazing job of getting the reports and getting the, the really the tools together for us. Um, and so he'll be resp- uh, really laying out a lot of the reports in terms of what we received back from our, both the congregations and the young people. Then we have other two. We're blessed to have two other DCEs um, who have been helping us on our Concordia campuses, Dr. Dave Reeder at Concordia Irvine. Um, and so he's been part of our team and he'll be presenting kind of with some reaction to the data that he maybe sees um, on the West Coast and students that he works with, as well as uh, Kevin Borchers from Concordia Chicago is one of our researchers too, who works in the DC program there. And so he as well will be, he, he likes the data as well. So really digging into some other research that's taken place, asking good questions. Um, and so they'll be part of the presentation process, but we've got some other goals certainly that we'll be getting at as well. But uh, that's really a key part of our team, as well as we're inviting a lot of like our uh, representatives from LCMS districts and the Concordia mm-hmm. campuses, RSOs that work with young people on college campuses and things, and also those that maybe also hire young people. So like our National Camp Association will be there and others so that they, we can start to share those stories and other research that, and data that they see um, through their constituencies with young adults. Very interesting. I'm, I'm interested to hear what uh, Dr. Reeder will have mm-hmm. to say about this research, especially knowing his background in uh, in, in catechesis family mm-hmm. approach to catechesis mm-hmm. and, and those partnerships that mm-hmm. he so eagerly uh, aims to build mm-hmm. in when it comes to catechesis. So taking that, that uh, family approach to things, mm-hmm. I'm interested to hear what he has to say and, and certainly uh, Kevin as well as he approaches the, those topics. Well, it sounds like a, a good time. It's taking place over the January 28th through the 30th and we're going to dig into that data. What else is going to happen at the symposium? It's a really, uh, we're going to have a lot of conversations around this data. We're going to hopefully have the group that is collected there not only um, interact with that data, but to help us think through future research and future Mm -hmm. resources uh, that we can use that will go out to then uh, young adults and congregations, lay leaders, pastors, uh, the whole uh, bit of that. So uh, a great place for people to come and, and network um, for for pastors, for lay leaders to come in and be able to uh, to not only interact with this data, but then help uh, direct us in in what they want to see next. So plenaries and workshops, time for fellowship as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Of course, a couple of meals, and I think just really good discussion. I think that'll be a great part of it, just to hear what's going well and connecting with millennials. And I think that looking about future resourcing kind of has two aspects. It's um, connecting with current uh, young adults um, as they are transitioning into uh, full adulthood and new careers and things, but also then how does the church, do we learn from those millennials now in terms of how we do youth ministry well for high school and middle schoolers too? And times there might be some times to repent and to uh, learn and to do something different. Uh, but then there might be times too to really celebrate how God's people are rallying around young people. So I think that'll be a great part of the conversation. Excellent. Mm-hmm. How do we register? How do we get signed up for the Youth Ministry Symposium coming up in 2018? Yeah, absolutely. So the registration's open. If you go to www.lcms.org youth, There'll be a connection for the symposium there. They'll take you kind of to the calendar item with more information and the link to register. 
Cool. Well, it sounds relatively easy. There are mm-hmm. options for uh, lodging uh, as well. So the cost for the conference is $100, which covers at least two meals. Um, and then we do have a rate at the Hilton out at the airport in St. Louis as well. If people want to stay, there's opportunity there. But if you're local to St. Louis, certainly welcome to come and go to or stay at another place too. So yeah, there's some great options there. Convenient location then. If you're, <laughs> if you're from outside St. Right. Louis, fly right in. The mm-hmm. hotel's right there. Uh, not too far from the airport, so Absolutely. convenient location. And great, like you said, if you're here in the St. Louis area or in the Midwest and you just want to drive in, mm-hmm. easy location mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. January. It's hard to think that the January is right around the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Juliana, what are you looking forward to most about Youth Ministry Symposium? I know you've been preparing for this for some time and you've been doing, you know, involved in this research for some time. Well, what are some of the highlights uh, for you for Youth Ministry Symposium? I have been incredibly impressed by the response that we got both from our congregations and but specifically from the young adults who really took the survey very seriously. I mean, not only did they take a 20 minute survey, but they left us 130,000 words and short answers, um, things to for us to digest and think through. And, and I've been looking at it probably not nearly as much as Ryan Cornette's been looking at it. Um, we've been pondering the, the things that we've seen so far, and I'm so excited for people to be able to to dig into the things that our young people are telling us um, and really be able to say uh, as a church, this is our response because uh, you are a baptized child of God because you're confirmed in our churches and you're important and we want to hear uh, what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Mark, the uh, the symposium's been going on for some time now. Oh, I remember in mm-hmm. in my youth, uh, mm-hmm. the symposium happening. Tell me, uh, what are you looking forward to most? At uh, what do you look forward to with each symposium? Yeah, absolutely, I, I I think one thing I love about the symposium is that it's one of these events where we take kind of one topic and go deep into it and get to hear great stories and and to hear how God is working in His church how he's using pastors and DCEs and lay people and teachers and deaconess and all that are working Mm -hmm. to serve young people and to connect them to Jesus Christ. And so I think it's always, I always come after that event, just really um, encouraged um, just with a great spirit in terms of uh, the positive work that people are doing, following God's lead and and service. So I think really the people seeing the people who are registered um, from different districts and from different parts of our country and here locally and, and who have a heart for young people, um, just to be able to share and network with one another and be encouraged uh, by what they see in their churches and certainly to learn too and to come up with really good ideas and how do we continue to reach the next generation. Um, so that's what I'm looking forward to, just those great conversations about the, the great work that's going on in LCMS congregations. You bring up a great point that in addition to the, you know, the, the plenaries, the workshops, the sessions, the opportunities that are that are formal, there's mm-hmm. also this opportunity for networking mm-hmm. to, to meet face to face with people who are in similar scenarios or learn from people who have been down that road mm-hmm. before, you know, maybe have answers to questions that of uh, things that, that you're facing or that, that you experience in your own uh, situation, in your own context. So excellent. Jan- uh, January 28th through the 30th, sign up at lcms.org slash youth. You can find information for registration and, and uh, housing as well or lodging while you're, uh, coming to this symposium here in St. Louis. Check out more information about the speakers as well on the website, lcms.org slash youth. What's next uh, after the symposium? What do we have in the coming year? We have just about uh, about a minute and a half here. 
another key event that we have mm-hmm. uh, is a training, uh, the National Lutheran Youth Workers Conference, which is a standalone youth ministry conference, but it is in Minneapolis in July of 2018. So it's a great opportunity if you're bringing a group to the National Youth Gathering in 2019 to see the city, get the lay of the land, learn a little bit more about the gathering, the schedule, the program, all the resources that'll be coming out with that. But again, it's a standalone youth ministry practitioner event too. That'll be downtown Minneapolis at the convention center. Uh, registration will hopefully be opening here in the next coming weeks for that. And that's July 8th through the 11th, 2018. Um, and so uh, that'll be one of the things that we'll be getting a lot more information out about with the speakers. And, and we're really kind of rallying around. We're working with CPH on a new resource. And so it'll probably be strongly connected to that resource as well. So that's basically one year before the National Correct. Youth Gathering give you a, Exactly. So a, before a registration of, opens, mm-hmm. all that good stuff so that adult leaders can get a lay of the land. And for all adult leaders who attend a paid registration at National, gets you a complimentary registration to the Youth Gathering in 2019. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Taking place in Minneapolis in 2019. Yes. And uh, Lutheran Young Adult Corps uh, gearing up, taking applications for the for this next round for yeah. summer and for the following 10-month uh, round as well. And we go to lcms.org slash Y-A-C-O-R-P-S. I remembered it. You're going to quiz me. You're going to quiz me. Anything else uh, going on on your agenda, your schedule for this year? (laughs) You're like, I just got to get to January. (laughs) Uh Let me get to symposium first. (laughs) Um, No, it's uh, there's always exciting things going on, and and it's it's an exciting time for us in youth ministry, and uh, with this additional staff, and and with such exciting things happening. So. Uh, keep a lookout on that webpage, and, and we'll have more coming up soon. Very good. My guest today, the Reverend Mark Kiesling, Director of Youth Ministry for the LCMS Office of National Mission. Mark, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. My pleasure. Juliana Schultz, Program Manager of Lutheran Young Adult Corps for the LCMS Office of National Mission. Juliana, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Coming up in just a little bit, thy strong word right here on the Messenger of Good News Worldwide, KFUO. Listening to Faith and Family, produced by Worldwide KFUO, the official broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Your support is vital for this program to continue. To learn about giving opportunities, call Mary at 314 996 1518. Or you can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at KFUO.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO. Faith and Family is a production of KFUO Radio. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere, since 1924. Text the letters KFUO to 41444 to join the legacy with your tax-deductible gift.